you're listening to the Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Let's get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Junior Hereford Show. It's my pleasure today to have Miss Paige Lemonager on air with me today. Paige, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Noah. Um, my name is Paige Lemonager. I am 18 years old, and I live in Hudson, Illinois, with my parents, Luke and Stacey Lemonager. And we own and operate Lemonager cattle alongside my uncle, Chuck Lemonager, and his family, um, and our extended family as well. And we're passionate about the cattle industry, um, and we're proud to be a part of the Hereford breed. That's awesome. Paige, can you uh, tell our listeners out there a little bit about what you might do outside of the cattle industry? I know you've been very involved uh, you know, in everything all throughout your life, like FFA or what else do you get involved in? Yeah, so I have spent majority of my junior show career um, in my childhood, to be honest with you, trying to involve myself in as many leadership activities as possible, whether it be 4-H and FFA or you know, junior livestock breeds on a state and national level it's really tying back to what I want to do for a living. And it's my passion to come back home and run our family farm and be an attorney um, to help McLean County families and other families across the country if it comes to that um, in succession planning. And I think it's something that I'm truly passionate about um, and I'm really excited to study in the years to come. That's awesome to hear and, and to hear that plan for you and that you've already decided that's what you want to do. And that may change as you go about just, you know, tweak and, and change ever so slightly. But tell me a, a little bit about what you've learned through these organizations like 4-H, FFA, NJHA, and how you think that's starting to prep you and develop you for what you want to do in the future. I have learned that it, it, it never hurts to strike up a conversation, whether it be in an elevator or at a leadership conference. Um, you know, the phrase of an ele- elevator pitch has been taught to me in a couple leadership conferences, I feel like, about having that, that pitch ready to go on how to co- start a conversation with someone. And just being able to strike up a conversation with a stranger, I think, is a talent within itself um, and has really taught a lot of juniors from a livestock aspect of you're always going to run into somebody in the barn who you're going to have a similarity with, whether you know it or not. Um, and finding that connection and building off of it is what's going to build the next generation um, of farmers and cattle breeders. Yeah, guys, so if you haven't gotten the chance to meet Paige or talk with her about some of these leadership experiences, I, I definitely recommend it. And I hear she might be applying for our new Bold Conference, too. When Noah and Lauren came to our junior board meeting, I could tell how excited they were about the Bold Conference. And without a doubt, I think it's such a unique opportunity that although it's a select few of people, I think it's going to be the very best of the Hereford Juniors that can go back and represent their states. And I'm looking forward to applying for that, whether I get it or not. As Lauren had said in the last podcast, I think it's important to keep reapplying for things um, and just pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And I think that's exactly what the Bold Conference is getting ready to do with juniors. Um, And I'm grateful for the GKB operation in that regard, too, because not many operations would open their arms in the way they have for the Bold Conference. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an exciting opportunity. So, uh, guys, as we as we jump into the heart of our podcast here, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, if you haven't met Paige, if you haven't met Paige, you've probably been able to see her in a couple of backdrop pictures uh, this fall or even into January here. Um, Paige, you had a pretty successful year and uh, just kind of walk me through, you know, picking out your heifer, your Harley heifer, and uh, just kind of walk me through the process you guys took and, and kind of where it took you. Yeah, so I vividly remember 
So the day that I got wind of mom and dad going to look at Harley, I was sitting in class and they're pretty busy with their full-time jobs and we are as a family unit in general, Um, but I was pretty jealous of them. They got to go to Iowa and look at Harley and I didn't, but I was proud of them for making the decision to run over there because they knew that it would be a purchase that would not only better my show string, but the cow herd that we're building as well. Uh, So Harley, we started off... um, bidding on her at a Mexican restaurant that Noah and I are getting ready to go to and I'm pumped for after this <laughs> but no we uh we started bidding on her in a Mexican restaurant and it's kind of crazy that you can remember those memories um of where you started bidding on a heifer when you started looking at an animal that you're getting ready to purchase um it's really exciting as a junior I think isn't it funny how like those sorts of things like stick out in your mind like we were eating Mexican when we bought this heifer you know like I have several of those too and those are like some of the best ones Yeah, I know. And I think my friends are going to listen to this and they're going to laugh because they know I eat there way too often. But as we got home from Cattlemen's Congress this year and we went back to that restaurant and we were sitting there, we're just like, holy cow, to think of what all we accomplished with that heifer. Um, And yeah, I remember my dad and I sitting there, we were kind of giving those puppy dog eyes to mom like, oh man, come on, a couple more times, you know. No, but Harley's, um, it's been incredible. We bought her um, from the Boyert family in Iowa and throughout her entire show career, it was never whether or not they were going to be there, it was when they were going to be there. Um, And we're proud to say that they're not only somebody that we bought a heifer from, but they've truly become family family friends to us. Um, And we're excited to see where their operation goes as well. So we started off with Harley in Kansas City of 2020, and to think of all the places she's been, no, it's it's insane. Um, and I know Dad had counted it up one time and was telling a bunch of our friends at Oklahoma how many times she's went in the ring, and it's crazy. But the fact that she got to go back from, to all three majors um, and was successful at each of them as a calf and as a big heifer is probably one of the most humbling parts about it all because I'm proud that I could have a heifer in the show barn that – at every stage of her show career, no matter what month it was, summer or winter, she was ready to roll. Um, and I think that's something to be prideful in and has always been a goal of ours is to have a Hereford like that in the barn that can be consistent. Right. And, I, and you know, I, I had the pleasure of getting to see that heifer kind of as she developed I, I just at each show, right? And, and, and from junior nationals to Kansas City to Louisville to Oklahoma City, I felt like she got better every time. And that was something that was really cool to me to see. And I really appreciate that because in a, in a certain type of way, I'm love blind. You know, I don't trust me. I see their flaws just as anyone does when they go out and see their, their show animals every day. But when you're spending that much time with them, I, people like yourself, they come and they're like, man, she's, you know, either she's gotten darker in her hair or she's grown more. And I'm just like, I'm just numb to it because I don't necessarily see it because I'm spending each and every day with them. Um, but that also is a good indication that I'm spending a lot of time in the show barn and just it's where I love to be, and yeah, it's the best type of place. If there, if there's one thing I know about Paige Lemonager, it's that she spends some time in the show barn. So, Paige, why don't you tell us maybe uh, you know one one highlight? There's been many highlights, right? But outside of winning a show, like what's one thing that'll always stick out to you about Harley? And maybe one challenge that you faced with her too. Like, did she have a an annoying habit or something that you just couldn't get over? 
I will, uh, I'll pick on her in this regard. I'm not too judgy about her, but uh, she had this terrible habit in the show barn and she'd get tired. And just like we all do, I mean, nobody wants to stand on concrete, but you know, there's a certain part of being in the show barn that requires you to stand for a long time. And she didn't exactly like that. And she always put her show side front foot up on the gate, no matter what I tried to get her to stop doing it. And she would just rest her foot and stretch and start chewing her cud. So they've each got their own corks, as I've said before, but that's one of hers. Well, I'm glad that's the worst thing you can say about her because I think I think a lot of other people out there would find something else wrong with their show efforts if they worked on them that long. <laughs> no, we're pretty proud of her. I uh, I don't have too many mean things to say other than she likes the round bale almost to a to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a good thing. So so jumping back into it, you know, you you had all these different experiences at these major shows. Was was there one that stuck out over the rest of them? You know, I it's hard to compare all three of them because each show is unique in their own respect and it's hard for me to compare each three majors because of my prior experiences in those show rings good or bad and I think that's you know with Harley it every time I was emotional I mean anybody that watched live stream or was there in person I was emotional after it's just it's that letdown you reach that point um we did it as a family and you know it I would say that honestly just after Cattlemen's Congress getting a hug from Lydell was just kind of it was that feeling that I had done it. I had gone all three majors with a heifer and I was proud of her and I did it with my family. And I think that's just, that's my biggest takeaway from her. That's awesome to hear. And, and guys, I want to jump back to something that Paige has referenced a couple times now. She started with it when she, when she talked about buying the heifer from Boyertz and she's referenced a couple times now, she said the word family. And, and I mean, just touch on, I, I, I get it too, but why don't you tell our listeners like, you've been here, you've done this, this is what you've done, like, growing up, tell, like, what does it mean to be able to do this with your family to you? You know, it means the world to me. I think that everybody comes from a different background, whether it be your grandparents started your farm, or you come from your, your parents and you start an operation, or you yourself started your own show barn and um, kind of developed a show string. You know, doing it with my parents has been a humbling experience because, it's not just the three of us to a certain extent. I mean, there's people at home when it's the three of us at a show, it's my grandparents or it's a neighbor throwing feed to the cattle. It's the support system is endless. And in regards to my show career, I've had my cousins. um, I've said this before, traveling to jackpot shows with my cousin Gabrielle and her brothers was probably what ignited my passion for showing cattle in the first place was because I got to see how hungry they were for it and if you're willing to go out in 20 degree temperatures and show cattle then you're you're pretty passionate about it and that's that's what started it for me um it means the world to do it as a family um and more importantly I just we often say to each other like we have to keep in mind what we're gonna do once I hit that 22 age mark you know it's you have to know that what your goals are even during your show career and after. And I think that's probably the most exciting part about it is as a family, we have goals for now and the future. All right. So Paige, as, as you like look back and reflect on Harley's career, career one last time, as we kind of transition out of this topic, you know, what, you know, like, what do you think about what, like what comes to mind when you, when, when you're done thinking about it at the end of the day, what do you think about when it comes to her show career? When we got back home from Cattlemen's Congress, you know, it was an emotional time for our family, but we had pulled out our binder with our, just like any other family, with all our registration papers in it, and mom had pulled hers out, and we were just looking at it, and, you know, it had that 
October stamp from when she first got her papers stamped um, back in 2020. And we thought to ourselves, man, the stories that that registration paper could tell and the miles it has traveled, the heifers traveled, our family has, you know, the miles we put on a truck and trailer. It's crazy, but it's what we love. Um, And I think the registration paper comment, even, you know, that even ties into the fact that that goes to show the generations of breeders and operations that have been trying to develop cattle like that and just create that elite genetics um, for juniors like myself to exhibit. And I think that's one of the things I'm most excited about is Harley's future as a donor. Um, And it's reflected in that registration paper of just the generations of good Hereford cattle. That's a... That that minute state or that minute stretch right there might be my favorite one that we've had in this podcast so far. Just because you know me growing up, I, I thought a lot of the same thing. So guys, I think that's uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break and listen to our sponsors, and we're gonna get back into the heart of this podcast after you get to listen to them. All right, hello everybody. We have Jack Holden here of Holden Herfords uh, that's w- that we're interviewing today. Jack, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your operation? Yeah, sure do. Um, so we're a fourth generation registered uh, Hereford operation in northern Montana, uh, based on Line One Genetics. I've been in the business, you know, producing registered Hereford cattle since the early '50s. Uh, believe in performance and EPDs and and phenotype and multi-trait selection. Uh, we'll have our annual sale in in March 14th this year, which will be our 56th annual sale. So uh, run about 400 cows. Uh, sell 125 to 150 bulls every year plus some females and uh, happy to have uh, you know my son and son-in-law and a really good manager involved here and and, uh, been been a great operation and really love the business all the people that we get to deal with around the country tell me about those cattle that you're trying to produce you know both those females and those bulls what are you what are you striving for there well, you know, our program, number one, is all built around the cow herd. I mean, I would believe in functional, fertile cows, females that raise big calves and, and have great udders, you know, stay in the herd, longevity, functionality. I mean, to me, a bull is only as good as his mother. And, you know, if we're never going to use a bull that we don't love his mother and think she's she's the right kind. So our program is definitely, number one, maternally based, but we really believe in you know, performance, we were original performance testers. My grandfather was one of the pioneer members of the Montana Beat Performance Association in 1956 and started, you know, taking weights and measurements back then. And so we, you know, we've continued to do that. We, we genomic test these, all these cattle have for almost going on 10 years now. We parentage verified for 40 years. So, you know, all about the data and doing it right. We believe in phenotype. We definitely believe in multi-trait selection. We want cattle that are going to excel across the board, moderate birth, plenty of growth, tons of maternal and, and carcass. You know, we do ultrasounding for 25 plus years now and, and really believe in that too. And, you know, and then, you know, we do have a line breeding program here these are all the line one genetics been line bred for for 60 plus years also and so you know really get a lot of predictability and uniformity and consistency out of that you know it's kind of what you see is what you get cattle really breed too and our customers really appreciate that knowing knowing the power of those genetics that's been stacked in there for so many years awesome awesome why don't can you give us just one more reminder about your sale the dates and times and location you bet. Yeah, so we'd love everybody to come to Montana in March, uh, March 14th, 2022. Sales at the ranch out of Valera, Montana. We'll sell 125 
uh, Hereford bulls be a mix of some yearling bulls and 18 month old bulls, uh, 30 really nice, uh, uh, open yearling heifers. Some of those heifers are ET heifers out of right out of the heart of our ET program, future donor prospects. And then uh, 25 to 30 black F1 black baldy heifers that are be open, ready to breed, really nice set, kind of sold in some smaller groups. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you talking about your genetics. As we wrap up here, do you have one piece of advice for a junior Hereford breeder out there, whether it be, you know, whether they want to, you know, raise commercial, commercial cattle or, or sell bulls or have their own seed stock operation, just any sort of advice you can give to our younger generation out there? Well, I think the big thing is, is to always focus on quality, you know, and as juniors, and of course the show deals a big part of it. And I really appreciate, you know, what the show's bring to the the breed and association people but i think you know it's always important to keep in mind you know that show heifer needs to be she needs to be able to make a cow you know a productive cow and so i think you know you've always got to keep that in the back of your mind and and just worry about you know quality not quantity build a solid genetic base you know based on really good females phenotype and all that and then and then build it from there Absolutely. Well, we thank you for uh, coming on the podcast today, and uh, good luck with your sale on March 14th. Uh, thank you. I appreciate being here, and best to everybody out there. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Junior Hereford Show. Um, Paige, you, we got to listen to a lot of the successes in the, in the first portion of this podcast, but as everyone knows who's ever shown cattle is, it's not all successes, it's not all, it's not all purple and pink banners. So um, I, I would just like to know, you know, from someone that's had probably the experience of, you know, winning these, these majors or maybe standing second or third in class when you thought you had a really good one, what did you kind of learn from each and what can you kind of pull and piece together to make yourself a better person and help, help you in the future while you're showing? I think as I hear that question, it, it takes me back to the comment that someone is always looking up to you or looking over you. And after every time I walk in the show ring or after we are heading home in the truck and trailer with, at a show, um, I always try and make the point to call my grandparents and hear their voice. It just always seems to calm me, um, and I always know they're watching me. And I think another thing that kind of ties into the wins and losses of over my junior career is just the fact that you have to take it in stride and you know you can go back home and you can work harder and reevaluate but sometimes it's not best to totally revamp your show program or revamp your feed program i think one thing that i've learned from my uncle chuck and dad honestly over the years is that you can just it's almost best to have an outside perspective rather than just psyching yourself out and i think that's one thing i want juniors to take away from the things that i've accomplished is just surround yourself with people who are going to continue to push you outside your comfort zone and better you in the show ring and at home when you're building a cow herd i think i think you just said three things that were really awesome first first was someone's always watching right like that 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 is something that we preach to everyone but can you dive a little deeper into what that means and like maybe what you were like when you were seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old and how that helps you, you know, carry yourself now. Yeah. Uh, right now, Noah, I'm sitting across the table with you talking on a microphone and thinking five years back when I was first diving into the Hereford breed, like I never would have envisioned us being in this spot. And I've looked up to people like you over the years, but it means the absolute world to me. It truly does. I, I get letters from juniors and phone calls and text messages, and I try and keep an open line of communication. And whether that be mentoring or just being simply a friend, that's, that's what I'm passionate about is, you know, 
offering my experiences to other people and just being optimistic because I think it's all it's crucial to be an optimistic person in such a negative world that we're living in yeah absolutely so jump jumping back to the to the next point what and this is one thing that resonates to me just because it's kind of what our family did was the truck ride home from a show like that is just to us or to me at least that was something that always just hit different you know what I mean yeah yep we uh we we you know reflected on the show what we could have done better what we did well and and kind of what changes we need to make both on a on a cattle level and a personal level on well what on what we needed to be doing so do you have any like anything like that other than talking to your grandparents no absolutely uh my parents have said it before when, I, you know, we've had people approach us that, and say, Paige, on a showmanship level, how did you get to where you are? And I think that's the biggest compliment. But I think it's also a huge parenting compliment because there has never been a time, even at 18 years old, that I've walked out of the ring and my parents have said, I got a 10 out of 10 or did a perfect job showing. And it's made me as superstitious um, and overly critical of, of myself as I am today. Um, they're always watching me to be to be quite honest with you. Um, and it's not even nitpicking a showman. It's just, it's taking a step back and at the end of the day, you need to be presenting yourself um, and your animal, but more so your animal. And I think that's what kind of tends to get lost in translation sometimes. Um, but yeah, as far as those trailer ride home, trailer rides back home, that was definitely one of our main talking points each and every time. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And and one thing I've always said, or I've always thought at least, if your parents don't say something to you after you get out of the show ring or at some point after you're done showing, they probably don't care enough. Like they do it because they love you and they want you to be better, which uh, which transitions right into your, your third point that you said earlier that I wanted to touch back on is, is a support system. Like, and you've you've mentioned this a couple of times, and I and I, we talked about family earlier, but it is it is crazy how big of a support system you can gain in this industry. I mean, you can you can have people from all over the state. I mean, when I was showing, uh, your dad and Chuck were were big mentors to me. Talk a little bit about how you find your way and how you kind of pick who's in your support system. Absolutely, I think that it's very important to remember where you come from and the people that supported even your parents. I remember I was sitting here talking with dad earlier and we were looking outside the window on the stalks and we were looking at the Reddington cow that we had from the Delhawk Cattle Company and we that was my first Hereford show heifer and we were looking back on kind of her show career and kind of talking about it in World Beef Expo. Your dad I vividly remember was helping fit her at the show and that's somebody that has always played an active role in Uncle Chuck in my dad's life and I think knowing those people and recognizing that they support your parents and you is very important as well. And there are so many other families that when I entered the Hereford breed that whether mom and dad went to college with them or were raised around them, it's just crazy to see the generational effect of how supportive people are. I also think it's really important to surround yourself with good friends. Um, tying again back to World Beef Expo it was first place I met Lauren Jones who's on the national board now um, we were all competing in a livestock judging contest livestock judging contest so we were intense and afterwards we finally like kind of let our guard down and we went and we actually talked to each other um, and years later now her and the Muck sisters are some of my very best friends and I think it's important to continue to sur surround yourself with people who are going to push you to be the best version of yourself you were intense really slightly <laughs> <laughs> that's hard to believe no and, and I, I think you're right like me too I 
whether it be you know at a show or at a you know some sort of convention FFA whatever I, I've met lifelong friends through through anything any of these organizations I've gotten super involved in and it's cool how you you have that automatic bond of hey we show cows together like that that statement holds power right absolutely I remember in uh, my first faces of leadership in California you know I was a little standoffish just like any teenager really is in that type of a setting but Man, looking back on even California and Oklahoma City on those bus rides and those those dinners at the hotel, and you see these kids and these individuals that you've gotten to meet at these leadership conferences and the shows, and you not only just have a friendship on a breed level, but on an even deeper level. You you get to know their goals and their passions, and that's, I think, one of the best parts about being in this breed, to be honest with you, know, is I was even overwhelmed at my first year nationals, um, at the endless opportunities for juniors. There was something always going on, even as a first-year member, that I could dive into um, and try, and that was, I think that's one of the most humbling parts about, about being a Hereford breeder and exhibitor. Do you do you have a, a favorite part of Junior Nationals? Like, is there a contest? You this is just, this is me just putting you on the spot. Do you have a favorite part of the, outside of the show ring? Contest wise, um, I'm intense as it is. I try to focus as much on the show heifers um, and livestock judging. I I'm trying to get better about pushing myself to be in the speech contests and things of that such. I've applied for the Golden Bull I think before, um, but I have personally taken a liking to the mentoring program. When we were in Denver, Samuel Lawrence pulled me to the side, and I vividly remember I was getting some nacho, and I was determined to go back to stalls and eat my nachos. And he was like, Paige, I need you to come up to the mentoring program upstairs and at the moment I was like man okay so I went upstairs and I met one of my very best friends Boanne Graves and I consider myself a mentor to her and in a way she's taught me a lot of life lessons too and even since then I've gotten more mentees um, and more people under my wing that I write letters to and like I had said before correspond with and that's one of my favorite parts about junior nationals cool that that was kind of off the wall so I'm, gl- I'm glad you're what ready for it um, you know, circling back to, to kind of get out of the NJHA here for just a second, you know, we're kind of through Oklahoma City and we're, we're kind of here in Illinois. I know you guys like to go to like Illinois Beef Expo and some of these jackpots. What, what are you doing, right? Like who is Paige Lemonager right now and what is she doing? You know, it's it's hard for me to set aside the fact that Char- Harley's show career is over and my other show heifers, to be honest with you. I, As I was driving home from school tonight, I was seeing them all eat on the round bale, and I was just in denial that they're done. But, you know, we've got the next pen of heifers that are ready to rock and roll, um, and that's my evenings each and every day is working on them. And I would also say, on a personal side of things, I'm trying to spend as much time as possible um, applying for scholarships, um, and I'm continuing to work at my grades because you had asked me how my senior year was going, and I had commented on I'm still a bit overwhelmed with my workload, but it's a good problem to have because that means you're continuing to to try new things. And yeah, you 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 did tell me that earlier, and I, I can definitely see that you're someone who's still taking their studies very seriously. And and you had mentioned something else to me earlier that you had been working on scholarships all. Day. Tell me about that process for you. Absolutely. It's exciting to look back and reflect on all the experiences that I've had over the years, whether it be on a county, state, regional, national level. Um, 
4-H and FFA and the National Honor Society um, and so many others um, and breed associations especially and I'm applying for these scholarships and other networking with my fellow members and just asking them what are some things they're looking forward to or what are some scholarships they're applying for and truly looking back on the things you've accomplished not only in my high school career but even before that has been so overwhelming and just exciting. That's awesome and and I, I bring that up because for me I mean that was a super important part of my college career right like I was able to do things like be on the junior board because I was able to get some scholarships and not have to work my way through college. So um, I wish the best of luck for you on those, that's for sure. Uh, do you have any advice for like maybe some sophomores and juniors in, in high school on that side of things? Yes, absolutely. You know, my sophomore and junior year looked quite a bit different and even my senior year now with COVID and that's that's reflecting in everybody's academic career right now, I could confidently say. But a word of advice I would give to people is continue to work at your studies because those grades that you have as a sophomore and junior are extremely important and you can continue to say oh well I'll apply for that or I'll do I'll join this club or something like that but it's important to get on top of those things because at the end of the day the more you can add to your resume the more you add to your portfolio as you know just being a good human in general. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, I, I really hope you guys were taking notes during this podcast because Paige gave you guys some really good information. I mean, we talked about family. We talked about goals. We talked about, you know, living in the moment and being being happy about what you did achieve, but also reflecting on some of those maybe third, fourth, fifth place finishes and whatever it may be. Uh, we talked about scholarships. We talked about studies. We, we did a lot. And uh, Paige gave you guys some, some really good stuff. As we, uh, as we close out here, Paige, do you have a, like, a favorite moment going through this that you just you just want to tell juniors and, and maybe what you learned from it as we close here I would say that it's hard to compare all three majors because each of them mean so much to me and what I've accomplished in those show rings to begin with but looking back and getting a hug from Lydell Meyer when I won um it just it kind of took your breath away and once I was able to step back and you know you're in the Cattlemen's Congress show ring and you're under the bright lights and as, as tacky as that may sound, it, it's a surreal feeling. And walking on the show ring and being able to hug my crew and hug my family was, you know, just a bittersweet experience. And I was even emotional as much as anything, Noah, the Supreme Day, because her show career was over for me, um, but it was starting the next chapter for her. And that's what, you know, put things back in perspective was that it's never the end for them. They're just starting a new chapter of their life like I will be soon. Yeah, I think a lot of people are excited to see both hers and your next chapter. So, Paige, I thank you very much for being on today. Like I said, I, I, I really like what you gave our juniors today. Do you have any final closing thoughts? No, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting some Mexican food with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the Junior Hereford Show. We'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Make sure to come back next time to learn, lead, and achieve.